Todd, Steve, Ash, what are you guys doing hiding? And why are you holding bananas? Are you guys doing a From Dust Till Dawn parody? Do you guys want to see From Dust Till Dawn instead? What do you think? Whatever. Just don't get any banana on the floor. The YMM, FMA, and YMM podcast presents From Dusk Till Dawn. Featuring the worldwide premiere of Hyperphotonic Media's cover. Do you have what it takes to survive another film fear? Film fear. October 26, 2013 at the Keanu Recital Theater. Check out our parody, youtube.com slash ymmpodcast. All details about the event at ymmfma.com or ymmpodcast.com. The YMM FMA is making some sexy videos, and we want one of them to be yours. That's right, we're looking for six. Sexy ideas, that is. The YMM FMA is holding a contest to promote safe sex. So what kind of sexy ideas are we looking for specifically? It could be anything, as long as they're short. Sexy, of course. Relate to work at site in some way. Promote safe sex practices. And are acceptable to view by a YouTube audience. The winning idea will receive $1,000 just for the pitch. So be sure to submit your sexy ideas today. Submission forms can be found at all the YMM FMA social media links. And the winning pitch will be announced at the end of October. Come and be sexy with us. Come and be sexy with us. Sexy. Sexy. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. Welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Todsky. Uh, no Tito, Steve, or Ash, because everyone's working, except for all of us at the table. Um, the artists. I, I am uh, graced with the presence of uh, some very fine people, so let's find out who's joining me today, starting with my left. Uh, Steph Link, resident stage manager at Keanu Theatre Company. Uh, Misty Oaks, I am the publicist for Keanu Theatre and also a volunteer performer. And I'm uh, Paul Jalano. I'm the director of the upcoming production. I'm Brody Drancidavicius, and I'm an actor in the production. That's right, folks. Keanu is kicking back uh, into high gear with Boeing Boeing, so that means podcast time. We're going to chat all about it, find out what it's all about, and 
all that good stuff. First off, congratulations on uh, last year. I think it was rather successful for the Cano Theater Company. I think it was quite uh, intense. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked since uh, bedtime stories. Yeah, we uh, we had a really successful season last year. We did four local productions, um, which is we haven't done that in a while. Uh, usually, we have a, a presented show by Catalyst Theater. Um, so last year was interesting to sort of have four homegrown uh, productions, and we had huge success with, with all of them. Um, Paul sort of uh, came back to us last season. He used to be the artistic director at Cano Theatre, and he, uh, he directed the Shocker Extremities last year. So we decided to bring him back to open the season again this year. That was, I'm trying to figure out the order of last year, and I don't know why it's not coming to me. It was Extremities. Calendar Girls. Yeah, okay, yeah. Calendar Girls is the one I keep thinking was in January, but it was, it was in October. Um, and then Hometown, the musical. Ah, uh, Hometown, the, the big Hometown musical. <laughs> yep, and then we closed with Bedtime Stories in in uh, in April. So we've taken a little break. Everyone has had their summer vacation except me <laughs> and me. <laughs> Summer. We do all Summer. the work. What? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. So now we're back, and we uh, we open really soon. Yes, actually, it, I think it came upon quite quick because when was uh, auditions for Boeing Boy? It was what the end? No, like the middle April of April uh, or something. Yeah, it was. Oh uh, right, it was. It was you guys began to started working on it in, yeah. in, in in August, right? Yeah, the audition process was in April, even before bedtime. Uh, yeah, it was right before bedtime stories yeah. opened. So, for some reason, we always end up auditioning when we're currently in other shows. <laughs> um, so that's always fun. Um, Timing is always critical for everybody. Yeah, but this this show actually, Boeing Boeing, yeah. has moved earlier than the usual time slot, I guess, for the yeah. opening um, to give a little bit more breathing room for the second show. Yeah. Uh, we opened Extremities in October last year, which was great because it was, you know, sort of a thriller rated R kind of thing. And so that worked well with Halloween. That Halloween thing, yeah. Um, but we're opening with the comedy this year uh, right after the start of, of school and everyone going back to work. So, Well, the comedy, I know that last year ending off on the, the Bedtime Stories comedy, I think was re- really good. Like, uh, I enjoyed that play immensely. And, of course, me being my very little arts background... The, you guys announced the, the 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 season for this year, and I'm like, okay, I've only heard of one of those, right? And I'm like, I can't. And this is why I always look forward to this podcast because I'm like, I get to actually find out what the show is all about. So take us through Boeing Boeing scene by scene. Oh, <laughs> Lights <What>? up. <laughs> a woman has an orgasm. <laughs> Best way to start a show. It oh, is absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Ends with, Ends with <laughs> several people having an orgasm. <laughs> Yay! Great way to end the show. <laughs> what is, is it, take us through it, Paul. Like, give us a bit of a background on it. And um, it's a it's a classic French farce. Um, so it, uh, if you don't know what that means, it, it's it's a comedy, but it's a very specific kind of comedy. So it it, it demands a lot of um, a lot of physical uh, work, like slapstick, uh, a lot of timing issues. Um, the characters are always written to be. Uh, quite broad, um, and they 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 function in the immediate. Everything that's happening to them is happening right now, and if they can only survive the next two minutes, they'll be fine. But of course, it, they never do, um, <laughs> and uh, and so that's where the comedy sort of comes from. And um, originally, like historically, it, the the farces were French for farce, which is um, uh, stuffing. 
um, that you put in turkeys. So during the, the Middle Ages, they would have uh, the morality plays where you, you had to go or else the church would kill you. So you had to go see these plays about morality and so on. And they were, they were like five-hour gigs, so long plays, and you had to sit there and watch the whole thing. So they would break up the lessons to the, to the people uh, by having short little vignettes or farce. Farces, really. Um, so they were the stuffing in between of the big show, uh, intended to keep the audience, you know, happy entertained. and entertained. Uh, and so they caught on because, of course, they were far more fun and interesting yeah. than having to sit there and and you know try to swallow what the church was feeding them. Um, Filler for a show. That's really interesting. Yeah, and so that's where that's where the name c- comes from. And and uh, so of course it developed into its own theatrical form so uh, I, I was trying to think if if we've done a farce here like a true farce and I think it's happened um, but n- not quite to the extent of this being truly stylistically a farce mm-hmm. in terms of how the actors have to function uh, with the the physical work and the doors and the this slamming doors and um so there's a real there's a real specificity to that kind of work. So it, it's it is a big fat huge comedy, uh, but you experience it in a in a slightly different way just because of the style of it. Cool. Um, and you you experience the characters in a different way too. And um, you know, and luckily the you know the gang that we have are you know performers that have some experience. So it makes my life a lot, a lot easier <laughs> than if you've got you know people that have never been on stage. You can't do this kind of show. That's true. It's more of a it's a more of a, no, a smaller need, steps and, and hold hand process uh, when you got someone. Yeah, great, for right? sure. And you and you just need the technical mm. and and cra- you need the, the craftsmanship that that that's necessary to actually perform it. Mm. Uh, and. Um, yeah, so in that sense, we're we're lucky. Well, who do we got on the play this year? Uh, we have. Um, let me just make sure I get the character names right. I've only been, you know, involved with the show forever. <laughs> you know my uh, routine. I can cut this and make us all sound brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the play sort of centers around the character of Bernard. He's uh, sort of a swanky architect that has a uh, an apartment in Paris, and he's engaged to three different flight attendants. Um, it's a great premise. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So Bernard is played by uh, Brody here, and uh, the three flight attendants. Uh, he has an American flight attendant fiance. Her name's Gloria. She is crazy. Uh, she's played by Laura Conabare, and uh, Gretchen is his German uh, uh, fiance, and she's played by um, Michelle Thorne. So she'll be returning to the stage. And uh, Gabriella is his Italian fiancé, and she is played by myself. Um, And then he has a a housekeeper who's sort of, uh, uh, she's, I don't know, one of my favorite characters in the show. Uh, Her name's Bertha, and she's played by um, Crystal Milburn. She's returning from Calendar Girls. Right on. Also returning from Calendar Girls is Zenon Campbell playing Robert, who is uh, Bernard's friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really cool. So once again, like I guess I keep comparing stuff in regards to casting when it comes to these stuff. It's like hometown where you're dealing with hundreds of people. Yeah. And then you go to bedtime, which is only like what, like like five or six, seven, seven. Yeah. And now we're down to what is it? One, six. Two, six. Yeah. So getting smaller. <laughs> getting smaller. Although this show is a bit more uh, complex for me than uh, bedtime stories because bedtime stories uh, didn't have all the the cueing like the. Like sometimes on stage in this show, they're talking so fast and they're they're moving so fast, and so there's a lot of um, 
you know, line notes and stuff like that that we're looking at. And, and because the, um, the, the, they're always trying to dodge the next bullet and like get past the next hurdle. And so it's really important that the lines are, are right because like a misplaced word can change the line and then the lie they've created is not working anymore. So, or there's a door or something that's supposed to fly across the room at, at a particular word that can't because the actor said it wrong. And then all of a sudden that thing's not happening. So it's very much a Q oriented. And And all farces are like that. A door? Did you say a door? Oh, well, I'm not giving you (laughs) all all kinds of stuff flies around that room. There's there's always doors and farces. There's always doors and farces for sure. (laughs) It's always slamming doors. I'm just like, who gets so mad that whips How many door? doors do we have on set? Uh, eight, eight, if we count the French doors as two. <laughs> yeah, eight doors. <laughs> so, but we say we say seven doors. Yeah. Cool. Well, I I, I want to go talk about the set, but I want to talk about it in a second. Brody, mm. talk about the audition process. The uh, auditioning process. Well, I find because we, we were we were just talking about Les Mis. Well, uh, I, gave you a, I gave you a hug. <laughs> so we'll talk about it again. But like, I figure it's it's that always hump where everyone's so scared of doing the audition process. That's what I think prevents a lot of people from coming out. Which, like I said, we'll talk about Les Mis in a little bit and how the great turnout in that aspect. But oh yeah, it is. I would say very nerve wracking. Like the audition process it has a very traditional sense of what people want when you come in and you're expected to know how to present yourself but uh, uh, Paul was very he was very open he was very kind he didn't put me on the edge at all like he was a very nice director so I wouldn't say it was relatively anything trying for myself but it, it was a nice well you're was, a pro <laughs> yeah that's the thing I mean if, you, if you've done auditions before it's not so bad yeah. I mean you're still nervous and you still you know don't know what you're getting into but if you've never done it, yeah, it's pretty nerve wracking. And we've had we had people that had never done it and tried it. And, and one guy, I, I just remember so much saying, because we have to ask, you know, there's there's the girls are running around jumping on people. You're you know they're making out with you, they're kissing you all the time. So we kind of have to ask, are you comfortable with that kind of thing? Because you will be kissed by many girls. That should have been in the poster. <laughs> And the guy, the guy, the, audi- the, the guy, the audition just stopped and said, "Really? <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, I'm totally cool with that." Brody, uh, you got the right. Yeah, and that guy was Brody. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> wow, no. <laughs> but if you don't know, you know, you yeah, it's it can be quite daunting for sure. Was there quite a bit of people that turned out for? I can't remember. I know. I think we talked about it. A few men. Men are always an issue, right? It's always harder to get men out. Um, and I think that's just normal. I mean, you see that in any theater, you know. I mean, there's lots of, there's a lot more talented female actors in there uh, than there are male um, in the business too. So I don't know why they're not writing more plays about women. <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wow. it, yeah. So so there's usually less men, um, and. Uh, and lots of women. I just I just have a vision of the poster in my head. It's just a Boeing Boeing logo with we'll make out male roles we'll make out with several females and yeah. I I know for a fact Please do that. not be offended by boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's the new marketing yeah, ploy. I think, so. I think so. I'll tag it didn't just we, didn't to we do sight. That on extremities? Didn't we say, you know, if you're afraid of boobs? Girls, 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 live, 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 yeah, nude, yeah. nude, yeah, nude. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, we got that on the podcast, I believe, and, and uh, that one sold. Um, let's go back to the doors, the set. 
like the set. Yeah, we have a great set designer um, who came to us from Vancouver, and his name is Brian Kenny, and he uh, he's also our lighting designer. So uh, yeah, the sets uh, sets really it's kind it's like a swanky kind of cheesy apartment. Um, it's uh, it's really great. We've got all these doors that um, I know our production manager Nick came to see a run through, and, and they're going through it and slamming the doors and stuff. He's like, "Well, all right, we're gonna have to reinforce those doors." <laughs> uh, so um, it's a cool it's a cool little set. We have some cool little furniture surprises uh, that people will really enjoy I think mm-hmm. um, yeah well it's set in the late 50s right so it, it sort of has that Pan Am mm. you know like the female characters have that sort of look right yeah that sort of yeah. S- sexy oh, you yeah. know s- stewardess look it's it's probably the highlight of when these stewardesses were like in their most glamorous stage, I'd say in in yeah. history. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where yeah, you had to be supermodel and you had to be. It was a prestigious position. Oh yeah, oh, yes. and, and and you know to just to, just to be yeah, just to be talked to by them was like you know they were they top were, of the sex culture. For top sure. of the sex yeah. culture. Yeah. yeah. Was it really? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, I it was a big deal. Yeah, they probably invented the mile high club. <laughs> well, they think they even they even talk about in the play how um, the girls are uh, tried and tested by the by the different airlines. Like the airlines, um, he says, I've picked them I've from a, been super sifted. super sifted. So like they're <laughs> they're put through all these tests and stuff. So they're gorgeous and they're you know whatever. So uh, and our costume designer Melissa Mitchell, it's her first costume design with Keanu Theater Company. She's been the head of wardrobe for the past two seasons, and she is still the head of wardrobe. But she's now designing for us, and she's done a really great job. Um, the colors are fantastic. The the yeah the line of the outfits just like beautiful stuff the yeah. girls are really, the girls are really gonna look amazing it has that fifties feel to it like I I know I can't I think we were talking about it at my birthday party there were uh, there's like a new fad that's coming in it's like the whole fifties culture with like the the way I call it not waist high but like the navel yeah. high shorts with mm-hmm. the yeah that whole that whole look to it and, and I know Pan Am was a great show I think it's canceled it now. was yeah, canceled yeah, of course it was. And, but no <laughs> it, so it made a run yeah. where, where people were looking back at that era where yep. it's like oh this was really really cool yeah. and now yeah, if anyone left Pan Am we got lava lamps and, and beanbag chairs oh yeah we are there <laughs> <laughs> I should sell it right there yeah we got a, a, a lip shaped couch baby we're, we're yeah. like really oh yeah yeah the, the set's built. gonna give you a big fat kiss when yes. you walk into the theater <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep and it will continue to kiss you all night long <laughs> let's talk a bit more about your background Paul like what uh the Cano Theatre Company in relationship to how how it works with, with our community like you were artistic director for a long time uh, f- f- from 99 to 2008 okay wow uh, and at that time the VPA program was quite strong and doing well so there was a good relationship there yeah um, so you were there the whole time that's what all those that era is pretty much what got me into the whole yeah, that theater was the, scene that with like Jesus Crazy Superstar. Yeah, that was he me. was the director. That was me. That was yeah. awesome, and that was yeah. I, I vividly remember that being my first one that I seen. Yeah, and then I remember going to Ghosts because uh, I went to that was my first one because I had to go for uh, school. Right, um, but then I remember I, I enjoyed it so much that it was always 
uh, quote unquote date night with my mom yeah. whenever a, a Cano Theater production would come around like I remember seeing Ghost yeah. uh, I, I remember taking the girlfriend to the Robert Munch one which yeah. we talk about it every show yeah, yeah. and I still can't remember the name Princess yeah. Puddles and, and yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the other ones Puddles Puddles and Pigs yeah and, and like that, that whole run paper bags paper bags yeah and that whole run where uh, Rocky Horror I think was a part of it as well like I just vividly remember that yeah. whole set there, not the whole of them but like that's what got me into the whole yeah. theater scene especially here in Fort McMurray right yeah um what what do you think about like the whole how Cano Theater Company has evolved? Uh, it's 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 having issues because it it's always falling into the same trap, which it did for us too when we were there. And it's trying to get the information out to the community and engage the community in a way where they come and they continue to come. Mm-hmm. And so that hasn't changed. We we during that period of time were able to do it. Um, well, because we had a lot of people who had our backs mm. um, politically and within the college, uh, within the theater. And, and there was a real sort of um, marriage between academics and the theater. And all of those individuals uh, served as, as uh, um, I guess, ambassadors to what we were doing. And we were very, very careful about how we were going to develop the work so that it could grow audiences because it's important to to recognize that to grow an audience it, it doesn't mean that you have to get them in a door so if you do if we do a show like Les Miserables we will get lots of people yeah. yes absolutely you will because more people know it. know it more people have seen the movie there's a lot of ins that you have to actually attract the audience does that make them come back? no that makes them come back to the next musical they know Mm-hmm. or the next thing that they know. So there's an education process that needs to happen with audiences all the time so they can get excited and go see a show that they don't really know yeah. but loved it, like Ghost, yeah. right? Where you go, I loved it. Yeah. You know, I would never would have gone. Yeah. But yet, and so things can bring you in. You can, you know, you can do a, a, um, a Les Miserables, which is great, and then you've got to figure out a way for all of those people to come back to that show that's called something else that they've never heard of. Well, for every five, like you do a show like like a popular one, like The Miserables, and for every five people that'll go, oh, I've seen this movie, it's going to be great, I want to check it out. Yeah. You might get that one that still yep. says, well, wow, this is this is a really awesome yes. experience. I can't wait to check out. Yep. Like, was it Death Trap or Vigilante after the last yeah. one? Death Trap, I think, uh, is it? Or? It's Vigilante after... No, no, after this one. After this one. Yeah, Death so Trap death, is So, the yeah, they go see The Miserable, and then all of a sudden, oh, well, this is really cool. I'm going to go check out Death Trap, yeah. which I heard quite a people do from hometown yep. to bedtime stories. Yeah. Like, I remember when I went to bedtime stories, there's a whole... I ran into the... I think I said this on the bedtime podcast. I'll say it again. Uh, I ran into an old high school friend that was sitting in front of me for bedtime saying that how sorry she was for missing out on hometown. Yes. But she wanted to check out the play again and yes. absolutely loved it. And I'm pretty yeah. sure she bought a season subscription yeah. afterwards. No, no, there is. And, and that process is slow. You know, it takes years. And, and in the theater, like in any business... Um, you're only as good as your last success. 
Yeah. Right? So if you if you produce something that creatively isn't maybe as exciting or or you know isn't very good because of whatever reason, they remember that too. That's the last experience they had. Mm-hmm. So it's the ones who have gone to see five or six shows. They know how to temper their experience. Yeah. Right. They're able to go. Oh yeah, but yeah. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes you know this this one you know they had a lot of young people or yeah. this was at a concept that didn't really work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love this one. That character was great. Yeah. Um, you learn that over time, but if uh, when you're when it's the first time you go to the theater, if it isn't good, that damage Make also break. carries yeah, as much weight as the one that was very good. true. It's just uh, so both that, sides you of the have coin. to be really careful about when when you're when you're dealing with you know growing an audience and and people knowing what to expect, you know. Uh, in the product and knowing the product well enough that you can say, okay, this is this is say hometown. This is this kind of show. Yeah. This is about community recital. It's basically a big fat recital. Yeah. So we need to celebrate it as that and make it that. Yeah. Um, uh, and if it's a show that's you know if it's a Jesus Christ Superstar or something yeah. that's that's looking at you know big production values, yeah. well then make sure that that's what they should expect. Yeah. Um, the only thing is what they're getting into. Yeah. yeah, and I think the more they know, then the more they can, you know, they can make decisions about it after. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and we struggle through that, and Keanu continues to struggle through that, like any business. Mm-hmm. You've got to, especially one that involves the arts. You always, you're always fighting to stay up front of it, you know. And you know, obviously, Misty, you know, does the best that she can on that, and she, obviously, that's great, you know, mm-hmm. because if, you know, if she wasn't there, you, you know, you you guys think that the theater would be hooped. <laughs> You know? No, but it's, it's true. It's I mean, it's that is the reality, right? You need to have a face to to that to that work, and mm-hmm. it needs to be communicated constantly. Yeah, um, because people forget, right? Um, and yeah, so you know. how season subscriptions for this year, Misty? Really good. We uh, we are just a few away from my target, so I'm really hoping that um, season brochures will be in, in the mailboxes of. Fort McMurrayites next week, so I'm hoping that people will get really excited about what they they see in the program and and will, you know, value that hard earned money that they make <laughs> and uh, you know save themselves money on the subscription, but also pay pay it forward in local entertainment. It's definitely worth it. Absolutely, um, yeah, and it, I think it's a good choice for the season start, we, especially because you're trying to grow an audience at this point. You know, people are going to go. Okay, well, let me go try this first one, like Boeing, Boeing, and and it's really funny, and it's, you know, it's people who go, oh, well, I don't want to go see some heavy drama or whatever. You know, some people are always a little bit afraid of that or something that's too, you know, controversial or mm. whatever. This is a really good way to sort of for people who want to be introduced to the theater and what they're doing, and um, you'll see a caliber of work. I think that's important to maintain, and I and and a, a style of show that's fun. Yeah. You know, people leave and going, oh, my God, I laughed my ass off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and see how they did that. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> you know? that's, so that's what's good about it. You that's know? one thing I know. I think it was Misha that was talking about uh, uh, bedtime, and that's exactly how we build it. And I think a lot of people that heard the podcast and then would talk to me afterwards yeah, yeah. and said, yeah, like, it, it's to start and end, like, with that comedy with has that niche, right, where yeah. people are like, okay, well, he said he's funny. People tell me it's funny, but is it my kind of funny? Yeah. And I think when you reach, like, you get that sexual, uh, what do you call it, innuendos, yeah. right? That's, innuendos. that's everyone's kind of Everyone, <laughs> it's everyone's kind of comedy. There's not one person that I've met that's like, I didn't find that hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, this show is super saucy that way. Yeah. Like, 
It's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's right up that alley. And I think <laughs> I think uh, it's it's funny for everyone. Like everyone's gonna have a way into it. Like you know, um, you may not like the the sexy jokes, but you'll like you'll like the fact that the men are running around the stage like crazy the entire show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, the, the girls are not the ones getting screwed over no. <laughs> at the end of the day. I'm so curious now. I can't wait to check this out. Brody, mm. show me some stories. What is this? How has the whole uh, rehearsal process been going? You know, it's been really good. I'm working with a, like a really uh, set group of talented individuals, so it makes it uh, like really fun for me. And like, you know, like some of them don't have all that much theater experience, but they're coming into it with such a with such a gung-ho natural attitude that it just it gives oh, yeah. me so much to work off of mm. and it, it's actually it's been a fantastic process all all in all uh oh man there's <laughs> there's some running jokes that we like to do uh <laughs> There's that's, a big one. That's what I like about this podcast because I want to hear some of these inside jokes. <laughs> There's a big one when anyone really like. Musty has up. a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime time someone really fucks up, like Paul will be the first one. He'll just give you like a big standing. Oh, a big standing. Oh, yeah, standing. Oh, with the slow clap. Just start going in, and you're like, oh, that fail was, of the day. Yeah, it's yeah. basically everybody. Like, everybody like, has to have a fail of the day. Yeah, yeah. it's all like yeah. tongue in cheek, and it's fun, and it's it's been really lighthearted. So like. Yeah, like I'm really glad to be a part of this project. Mm. We have some really cool like director's notes at the end of the day after rehearsal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um so I'll share this one with you. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Rework the nipples. <laughs> so you know, we go home at the end of the day and we think about our rehearsal and we think what oh, okay, what can I adjust? All right, what did I write down? Oh the nipples. Rework the nipples. <laughs> and the thing is right. is that Misty's gonna go home and go, Oh right, yeah, we do have to rework that. <laughs> And, like, and I know Zenin was saying his wife was running lines with him and she'd be reading some of the things he had written in the margin and she's like, what is this? Like, who is that director? Who are these people? What's going on? More forcefulness in brackets, nipples. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You need to be very nipple conscious in this uh, production, Misty. Well, yeah, her character does yeah. in particular. Yeah. We all have our skills. My other favorite was... Um, <laughs> Move like a Disney princess slash Jafar. <laughs> what? Well, he was uh, he was on the princess side, I think. Like Move a like a Disney. But also be Jafar. <laughs> okay, that- sure, Paul. <laughs> and they all write these things down. They're all like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all write them down. Move like Jafar. Okay, Sleep with f- our scripts yeah, under our pillows. Job. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it, whatever works. <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah. I need you to be Jafar. I never thought I'd hear Jafar say that. It's hilarious. Yeah, another <laughs> totally uh, took me off. What I was going to say. We came up with another cool nickname. One of the characters is nicknamed Kittler, Kittler. which is a cross between kittens and Hitler. Yeah, we'll just yeah. let you figure we'll that let one you out. Figure that out. You'll, you'll know it on the day. <laughs> How come I never heard about that? <laughs> Who, which character? Which character is it? Uh, it's uh, it might be perhaps the one with the blue shoes. Yes, <laughs> that's all we'll say. Well, when can we when can we find out all about Kittler? Well, you can meet Kittler and all her friends. Uh, uh, we're actually having a a preview night on the twenty sixth, and that's the night before opening. Um, and we're hoping to have a really large audience because. Uh, it's a final dress rehearsal, but it is it is our chance to have an audience for the first time and to hear 
where the laughter may or may not come out of their mouths. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we can... The, it's really the final ingredient as to our performance and uh, and to see how, you know, the whole design and, and, and the direction comes well, and together. How, so. Yeah, and how you have to... Because actors have to adapt to the audience. They're, they're, they're another component to that exercise, you know, and how they respond and when they respond on a show that is as technical and timing oriented as this you need that's to be so true. you I, need like, to be able to adjust for that and and the actors need to feel where that's going yeah. to be um, so it's really previews are, you know in some places obviously some previews go for months but um, you know the horn spider-man's case yeah, for goes years. On forever yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're never going to open yeah. <laughs> so yeah preview audiences are great so they you know if anything they're they're a huge help to the actors so if you don't know whether or not you should go you know, and you kind of like helping actors uh, come and watch them and let them hear you. Well, that's an interesting aspect, yeah. just because like I, I know what it takes for a technical, like what we do in film for like for comedy cues, is you allow oh, I think what was Tito was telling like a couple seconds or whatever for an audience to laugh at a part that you're aiming for for laughter at before moving on with whatever we were doing. But in live theater, that's got to you have a, you're dealing with a live audience. I've never made that comparison before in my head. I'm like shit. That that would be. That's huge. It is, it is. And, like, for me, like, for bedtime stories, um, uh, you know, it's different when the production team sort of throws in some laughs. I mean, some of some of the production team either, you know, is trained to not react so that the actors can completely go through their process, uh, you know, or some of them uh, do react. But, you know, also they're seeing it for six weeks, you know, Oof. all day, all day every day. So it kind of just... Yeah. But when you get that audience, like for me in bedtime stories, people would laugh after a line that I had no idea that that was going to happen. And yeah. so you you do. You have to give it a little bit of breathing room, but you can't also be like, hey, you laughed. Did you see, yeah, did no, you see what I did? I'm going to keep going. That me on stage. I've been yeah. like, I just killed it. That's it. It's, it's Thank not, you very it's, much. It's not stand-up comedy, you know. It's uh, it's a performance, and you have to find that balance of of. Being your character, you can't lose and, that element. Yeah, you no, can't you lose can't. focus. I agree. No. Yeah, like an audience is a big part, but like you can't let it influence the work that you, you've put in, like in in the rehearsal process, right? It, it is very much uh, you take note of it. You are aware of the audience, but you, you can't play towards towards. The yeah, the audience is not in your apartment in Paris with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but let you them do, laugh, but, but don't you ex- just need to technically. It's a craft. It's the craft part of yeah. it. You need to technically be able to give, as you said, you know, the few seconds yeah. that allows you need to be able to to, 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 doing, to die yeah. down enough so that they can hear the next line. Yeah, yeah. otherwise, and it's they just don't hear it's you. a technical skill and. And having previews really helps actors. No, absolutely. And I think it's a lot of people, because I, I know a question that when I first got into this, and I would ask you guys, I remember listening to the very first Keanu podcast we did, and I can't remember what the play was off the top of my head, but I, I didn't know what preview audience meant. I'm like, what does this mean? And I think a lot of people don't, where right. it's just like, open nights on Thursday or Friday, but I gotta go It would have been Chicago, yeah. Would have been? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ah, uh, memories. Yeah, preview's good because it's... Uh, like we said, like it's uh, it's the first sort of taste at how the show's going to work, and it's discount ticket night. Exactly, so. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You get it's cheaper tickets. Which, if let's say you've never gone to the theater, you don't know what to expect, you're not really sure. Go to preview. Go to preview. It's a cheaper ticket. Uh, just check it out, see what you think, and then go by the rest of the season because you're going to have so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the season subscriptions, uh, I think, is definitely the way to go because you don't have to, like, when you don't buy the opening night, 
you're flexible to be able to pick what you want. Yeah, we run Wednesdays to Saturdays like for two weeks, so um, there's a lot of options. Uh, you know, because we know everyone's going through their shift work and stuff. So, yeah. running for for two weeks um, really helps with the opportunities. So preview on the 26th, opening is on the 27th with a reception after yeah. for those who buy tickets for that. The um, who's doing the receptions this year? Sorry, uh, the Sarage. Yeah, they uh, they do the catering. Um, and when with your ticket, you get a complimentary um, champagne. Hey. Yeah. So, and a lot of people, I guess, don't realize that the theater has a bar, so you can <laughs> go to the bar at intermission. Um, yes, yeah. you theater can. Theater is fun. Theater is fun. The bar before. Before the show. Intermission oh. and at. On opening night, you can go to the bar after the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, so then, so that's opening's on the 27th, so then that's Saturday's the 28th. Yep. And then we're back for the 2nd to the 5th. To the 5th, yeah. All at 8 o'clock. Yep. yep. How's it looking for tickets so far? Really good. Um, we, uh, we're really excited with the way tickets are going, and if people want really good seats, they need to buy them right now because um, we're going to see them sort of fly away in these next two weeks. Oh, yeah. right? you did that. I did that. Good job. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. See, you got it. <laughs> oh, that was punny. Um, <laughs> so was that. <laughs> Hashtag cliche. We're half hour in, folks, and for some reason I hit a wall, so someone wants to chime in. Well, uh, we can talk about the other actors. Do you want to talk about the other actors? Okay. Your male, <laughs> your male partner. In Talk crush. about Zinnin. Talk yeah, about Zinnin. Yeah, it's actually a lot. F- it's a lot of fun working with Zinnin Campbell, who's playing my male opposite uh, Robert in the show. Because uh, first of all, like I've never met this guy before, but in the show, it also like, it, like it, there's a there's a chemistry that I haven't seen this guy in 20 years, and then he shows up. So it, it was nice to work off of someone that I've never ever been in a show with before because it fed that kind of awkward fun chemistry that's like oh you're here (laughs) (laughs) well that's interesting hi (laughs) and uh so like yeah and like i said he he hasn't uh from my knowledge he hasn't been in too many productions but like from that he just gives it his all and he just he really throws himself him himself into it and he, he brings a very kind of like a naturalness to him like a it's almost very uh, quirky like fun to watch and like I almost get like cut up sometimes it's on stage <laughs> when I'm watching it <laughs> oh yeah I'm supposed to be talking to you. And oh, there's, I have a cue line <laughs> there's nothing he won't do too oh, yeah, no. like Paul uh, has given him some directions where I've been like wow and Zendon's like Kate yeah Okay, yeah, I think I can do that. <laughs> and then All right, away so we go. bend over. I think <laughs> yeah. I like this one. Okay. Okay, Paul. <laughs> What's he been in before? Uh, he, he uh, I guess, had his Keanu Theater Company debut in Calendar Girls last okay. year. Yeah. He and was. he's been in some things before. I think he was involved in, in theater, I think mostly on the tech side in high school. And then in university, I think. He took yeah. a couple of courses as well, so he does. He does have some uh, some experience, but more on the tech side. So he's just now starting to get back into the performance side. And, and you know, I have to say, he's he's a he's a total natural. Mm-hmm. He's very smart about how he approaches stuff, and he's very consistent. So you oh, know, he's a good team player. That's one of my favorite parts about him. Like he's like 
I struggle with that as an actor to be very <laughs> consistent, but he he hits it every, every single time. time, and yeah. like I know that's gonna come. It's very safe for me. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. The other actors are looking at me like, oh god, what's he gonna say this time? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I really appreciate that that quality and well, an actor to work off of. Well, I totally know what you're talking about when you actually get lost uh, watching other people's act. Like I got the privilege to uh, act opposite of you guys on a new movie that's coming out to cover, which be debuting at Film Fear and often uh, I would watch uh, I'd be opposite of Misty or be opposite of you or I'd be watching I'm supposed to be in a scene with all three of us and I'm just like wow man this is so awesome watching these actors act and actors just, acting yeah and it's just like um, Todd you got lines and it's like oh what oh shit yeah I'm, I'm actually trying to I'm bringing the value down like, yeah but no, and as soon as you said that, I just started thinking, I'm like, yeah, I experienced that in, in cover. It's very hard to work with, actually. Oh, man, yeah. You, you do what you can, but, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And, like, oh, like uh, Crystal, who's playing the maid in the house, is also very mm. fun to play off of. And, yeah. like, the, there's a very fun dynamic between the character Bernard and Berthy, when, or, or Bertha. Depending on which character saying the name, <laughs> uh, and it's it's very much like she's my maid. She's supposed to be doing things for me, but she has a very like I don't give a fuck attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, you like I work for you, but uh, I don't tell me what to do. And like there's like there's jabs that we have, little verbal arguments, and that's always just fun because like she she's been feeding that kind of uh, like pushing for that kind of direction, and like that was that was a lot of fun to play off of. But like. And then, oh, jumping back and forth between all the females, it's fun because they're all bringing their own different craziness to the female, the fiancés, and like you got me really excited for this. You just, they're all a bit it's, nuts. Oh, they're all like like loopy. But I love that back. <laughs> I love the back and forth comedy, right? Like I enjoy when two actor or like a group scene where everyone's just kind of working off each other, and yeah. like and I'm feeling that's what you were explaining. Oh, and that's it's very much a, an ensemble piece. Yeah, like, I wouldn't sure. say there was there's one part that just outshines anything else. It's it's very much a collaboration, which is always fun to work off. We have one heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They have to. They have no time to have. <laughs> They're all like texting each other lately. I miss you. I can't wait to see you again on Wednesday. La la la. Theater family. Yeah. yeah. And who has time for that, eh, Steph? Like really? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to what we say in every podcast. Again, like it's a great way to get to know people in the community, especially yeah, people that are new here, or even people that's been here forever. And like you get that theater family vibe, right? Well, yeah. What's cool is like with this show. Um, we do have one new sort of KTC performer, and that's Laura Conabare. So she, this is her first KTC oh, production. Hey. She was a VP. Is it rituals? Uh, you have like know, maybe rituals? Yes, absolutely. It should Initiation. <laughs> Probably. Rework yeah. her nipples. nipples and Disney characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Jafar. You Jafar. Uh, Go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brody oh, actually did the VPA program with Laura and. Um, she was in the Studio 99 production of Drowning Girls a few years ago. So it's really cool. It's it's always cool to have someone new um, to work with. And, and she is so, so full of positive energy. And she's, you know, she's really, really, really funny to mm-hmm. the point where we're standing behind our doors on the set. And me and Michelle are bursting out laughing because we can hear what Laura's doing on stage. And we're like, oh, we can't laugh. Thank God we're in rehearsals. Like, we really got to stop this. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really cool. And then working with Michelle Thorne again, 
Um, you know, she always brings a wild and crazy dynamic well, energy to the cast. Um, she was in Extremities last season. Right. And uh, the season before that, she was in The 39 Steps with Brody. So, ah. Yeah. That's something to think about now is you guys need to have like a frosting ritual. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, how we do. Yeah, we need to have something like that. That'd be oh. your department. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. It would be my department. <laughs> I usually try to stay out of things like that. <laughs> Steph hands us like our comp ticket policies and go. our schedules. <laughs> and then I... And then the initiation. <laughs> and now the lights go out. <laughs> initiation. You just shave their heads or something. Yeah. I think that you would know, probably not be... Yeah. Uh, good. No, come <laughs> you on, know, uh, join the cast. No, so you gotta ask. You'll them. shave your head. You gotta- <laughs> they do have you to sign that can- form that says, "Are you willing to cut your hair?" Yes, they do. Are they you- do. Some people say no. Some people say no, though. Some people say no. Well, no, like you guys need to have like a like what we used to do for the. Uh, I worked with WestJet for many years. I'm sure I said on the podcast before. So what we used to do for newbies uh, with airplanes uh, was the first day we would always say okay we just talked to the pilot and uh, he's in the plane right now but he's missing his keys so you gotta go inside to our office you gotta find the keys find the keys to the the plane (laughs) (laughs) they would go for hours because it's the first day right they're like a pilot in WestJet's got that very much that attitude where you know you gotta be helpful you gotta we we help our people like we're a big family we we work together pilot really needs this we'll load the plane we'll take care of all the bags you need the keys gotta go find the keys find the keys Brody and they would be like okay I'll I'll get the keys just go in and ask Wendy which one of our uh, one of our leads right and uh, it was just hilarious and they'd be gone for hours and they would come back just stressed because (laughs) they're like everyone's laughing at me I don't understand I know it's my first day but I can't can't find the keys to the plane. Yeah. <laughs> There's no keys. We play to the little plane. jokes like that, but on the production team, but not not, yeah, not we so much do play, on the actors. Yeah. We have played jokes on the production because every day at the end of rehearsals, we I compile rehearsal notes. So if uh, if Paul is like, oh, we really need we really need a wallet for um, Gabriella's purse, then I'll send out the note. Please add a wallet for Gabriella's purse. You know, stuff like that. And or like, we need a spotlight downstage left at this point. Like, you know, those yeah, yeah. kinds of things. So we've put in notes some little jokes, uh, some of which were understood and some of which weren't. <laughs> you want to do what? Yeah, yeah. And I get the phone call. Uh, Steph, is he serious really about this? That? No. We're just <laughs> We're just messing with you. We need puppets. Live puppets. <laughs> Live puppets. I always ask for, a, well, not always, but most most productions I'll ask for a disco wall at some point. Yes. And so some shows I'll get the phone call like, okay, for real? And then some days I'll just, no one will say anything. And I'll go, Nick, what about the disco ball? And he's like, oh, come on, Steph, it's Les Mis. <laughs> there needs to be a disco ball in Les Mis. Yeah. Um, we touch on Les Mis auditions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just, um, like I said, we always seem to be having auditions when we're doing yeah. another show on the stage. Um, Actually, not, not auditions. What were they called this time? Well, yeah, we... Participatory we, involvement. In, <laughs> information sessions. sessions. Of love. Yes. Piano love. A loving. Above they were lovings. A lovings. Yeah, yes. they were community lovings. Yes. Um, you try over Reaching parts. above the line yeah. for community involvement. <laughs> See, that's uh, the sounds of a former artistic director that knows the routine. Oh, I've been there, seen that. Yeah, we're a huge family. Come join us. Um, Just drink this Kool-Aid. So, drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, God. Kool-Aid man. We also have someone in the cast who's the Kool-Aid man. Mm-hmm. Sort of oh, that. yeah. 
That's yeah. right. I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. Who would that be? Oh, yeah. It's one of the characters. It was. Oh, that's it. It was just funny. Someone said, you know what? You're like you're like the Kool Aid Man, and all of us just burst out laughing because it was so true. <laughs> um, but yeah, this past weekend um, we had the final information sort of casting session for Les Mis, and it was awesome. Like how many people? I think mm-hmm. we've had just about a hundred people audition in total. That's great. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and um, you know, men, women, children of all ages, which is you know exactly who we needed to see. And uh, and Claude and Susan, the musical director and the director, have you know a lot of big choices to to make now. And um, I just have no doubt in my mind that this production will really showcase their community talent mm-hmm. um, and be able to sort of represent such a world famous musical. Mm-hmm. Um, in a in a good way, I think it's going to be an amazing show. Everyone's been talking about it already. Uh, this shows in February. Yeah. Um, I know. What, what was that the uh, community registration day or the community trade show? I talk. Uh, I call it with Ashley uh, for the filmmakers booth, and she was. Uh, it was the day before, I guess, the editions, and she was just singing it yeah. all day. <laughs> she was yeah, just, you hear people whist- whistling yeah. in the community or, or singing the songs, and that's why we do musicals. It's yeah. you know, it is to sort of make people's hearts sing and and the music for Les Miserables is yeah, it's great music. it's powerful music and no oh, cool yeah you can hear it being um played and sung in the college already because mm-hmm. uh we have a a rehearsal pianist who uh is going to be in rehearsal with us and she works for the for the conservatory so she's you can hear her playing through the hallways it's so it's kind of eerie but kind of cool cuz she's in a like a closed room and you walk by and all you can just like faintly hear the music. The music. It's so cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah tickets are, are already on sale for Les Mis. Um, in fact, all of our season shows are on sale. So that's sort of why we are pushing people to get the season subscriptions because then you guarantee your seats throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and like we said, it's it's a good deal. You're getting four plays for the price of three. Um so, because I have a feeling like Les Mis is is gonna sell pretty, pretty quickly. I mean, yes, it's not until February, but don't wait to buy those tickets. What do we got up next after Boeing Boeing? Uh, after Boeing Boeing, we have uh, Catalyst Theater from Edmonton coming in to do um, a musical drama called Vigilante. Ah, yeah, it's a show um, created by um, Jonathan Christensen and. Uh, and Breta Grecki, they're um, sort of the artistic geniuses behind Catalyst Theatre. And it's about the infamous Black Donnelly family. Black Donnelly? That name rings a bell. Well, it's... Uh, what what year was... was um, I don't know. It's a big part of Canadian history. Like, they were... Clearly. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, it is. But it is. <laughs> I just can't think of the year. But... Um, it it goes sort of back to the um, Irish mob uh, oh, okay. links, yeah, and and sort of how that affected um, sort of mid middle eastern Canadian culture and and lifestyles. So mm. it'll be interesting because their shows are always so um, uniquely designed. Um, they have a really striking presentation. Um, in the way that they do their shows. Yeah, it, it's like, if to put it to like a director you might know for like the public or something, it's got a very Tim Burton feel to it, you know? Mm. Like, the old like, yeah, yeah. Batman, like, very defined in that sense. And 
lavish costume, lots of kind of gothic naked. Gothic color. That like kind of very, stuff. very powerful music, and it's it's very good. Like I've enjoyed Catalyst for a long time. Like, oh, cool! They did a show not too long ago that I. It's one of my favorites, and it was Nevermore, and it was a play about Edgar Allan Poe. And just phenomenal. The work. first one they did up here was Frankenstein. Also very good. I don't remember that one at all. Very cool. Yeah, and then um, uh, two, three seasons ago, they did The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I remember, I didn't see it, but I remember seeing it ads. Yeah, it, cool. was, it was phenomenal. Um, so they haven't been back in a while, so we're really, really excited to have them back. You could do the podcast with them. Yeah, hopefully. Cool. And then ending the season is going to be Death Trap. And that's community-based, right? It is, yeah. It's going to be directed uh, by Michelle Bear. Right on. Yeah, so we'll be having auditions for Death Trap uh, at the end of November, November 30th and December 1st. Um, and we're looking for two males, three females, ages 18 to 55. So, again, it's it's... Pretty broad spectrum. It's pretty broad spectrum. Um, it's a cool script. It's uh, it's a thriller, but it's written with um, sort of comedic undertones. Uh, and there's a lot of plot twists and and you know. I believe the last thing that we talked about with uh, a thriller with comedic undertones wasn't that extremities. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, rape is hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. That, and that was the exact quote on the podcast. Like, rape is funny. <laughs> yeah. I nope. laughed. I cried. <laughs> Mostly cried. We had a good time. <laughs> cried, cried more. <laughs> I was angry. I couldn't leave the theater. <laughs> Great season coming up for the Cano Theater Company. And then what else is coming down for the Cano Theater and Arts Center? We got. Well, yeah, we're just sort of launching all of our seasons right now. Um, we have the TIFF uh, Film Circuit, which is sponsored by Fort McMurray Tourism. They came back to for this. Um, we're starting it with uh, sort of a heartwarming movie. Um, called Unfinished Song, and every third Thursday of the month is when we show a uh, TIFF film, which is films that are showcased at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival. So it's a great avenue for people to see sort of what's happening in the indie film culture. Absolutely. Um, so Unfinished Song, what's the date on that one again? It's uh, it's September 19th, so I don't think you're going to be able to advertise no. it. Um but there's one on October 17th. Yeah, October 17th, we have The Reluctant Fundamentalist. Absolutely. Uh, we've got Kiefer Sutherland in that one, if people are looking for a popular star. Uh, and then we're launching the Synchro Arts Alive series, which is our, our concert series at Keanu. And that's starting... We have two concerts back-to-back. Ooh. Yeah, night one... Uh, the first night, the kickoff is a group called The Sojourners. And they're a gospel blues uh, group. Um, there's three gentlemen with three of the most powerful voices I've ever heard. So, wow. yeah, really excited to launch the season with them um, October 10th. And then October 11th, we uh, we have Ron Sexsmith coming in. Hey! Yeah. So two really big shows back to back to sort of launch that uh, that season as well. The Any surprises Live. in store for this uh, for this year that you can give away exclusives, podcast exclusives? We have a pretty major announcement coming up for our affair for the arts, the uh, the cool. theater fundraiser that'll be in the late late spring. Um, but it's a it's a pretty exciting. Give us a hint. A pretty exciting rhyme gig <laughs> that we're thinking about. Um, oh, an actual gig. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> when when are they announcing? When are we announcing? 
Hopefully you know? at the Keanu Gala. So oh. November 2nd, uh, Great Big C is coming for the Keanu Foundation Gala. And uh, hopefully the theater will be able to make our announcement for our major fundraiser there, too. Excellent. Um, we also have Film Fear. That's going to be going down at the Keanu Theater and Arts Center, the Recital Theater. Yeah, Keanu and uh, the Fort McMurray Filmmakers Association have partnered up, which is really cool for us. Um and we're going to be hosting the annual Film Fear event at the Cano Recital Theater, October 26th. Yep, Saturday night. Starts at 8 o'clock. It's going to be everything we always pictured of it and more. we got the costume contest. They're going to return and got some cool trophies this year. Uh, we also got some local videos that uh, we've, we've always had some local people uh, submit, but this year we got a lot more, and we're hoping uh, the Filmmaker Association influenced that, and uh, right. we get to see some really cool stuff from other Fort McMurray uh, filmmakers. And we're also headlining from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. The classic Robert Rodriguez, or Robert Rodriguez, ah, I can't talk. Robert <laughs> Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino pitcher, uh, that we kind of spoofed uh, over the summer as well, that uh, we were, uh, myself, Brody, Misty were a part of. So definitely go check that out, youtube.com slash YMN podcast, and get ready for some more Film Fear news uh, in the coming weeks as we get things finalized as well. I think that'll be a really fun Halloween event. Keanu hasn't had a Halloween event in, in well, since I've been there, so it'll be really cool to have. Uh, the costume side come off of the main stage and we'll actually need the audience to wear costumes this time. So that's what I'm excited about. Yes. I'm really excited. I'm bartending that night. Oh, really? Are you going to be Link? Well, I I'm always I've Link. Been, I'm always Link. No, I've been Link a lot. I have another, I have another costume that I... The last time I wore it was in Montreal, so none of you have seen it. Nice. <laughs> it's not super amazing. Don't get excited. Do you hyped it up. I'm too, do you have a costume idea? Um, probably just be the Hulk. I like being the Hulk. <laughs> I'm gonna be Jean Valjean. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> have we announced that yet? No, we oh, have. Okay. We have oh yeah, God. Um, actually, I'm playing Cosette. <laughs> uh, it would be beautiful. Uh, we have another really exciting thing coming up. So, uh, yeah, do I get to edit that out? <laughs> no. no. No, no. No. I'm in negotiation right now. Let's work at a good price. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Uh, we've. We've created a, a workshop. Oh, yeah. What? Monday. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yesterday we had a workshop. Yesterday we had a workshop, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think everyone knows that. I record this probably well in advance. But, Paul, workshop uh, with Paul on... Uh, I can't. Why am I? Re- I'm just blanking right now. Uh, we're going to do a fight, a fight workshop. It yeah. looks like we're going to do intro to uh, stage and, and film combat. Yeah. Uh, so um, that's the other hat I wear. Apart from directing and uh, teaching, I, I do fights for uh, uh, for theater, mostly in opera. I've done some film and uh, television, but um, and this course is really an introduction for anybody who's doing. Uh, any kind of production film productions where you've got some action uh, just how to approach that so Mm. that your actors are safe and so that you can do it in a way that you're going to get the bang for the buck that you need and and feel like the action is actually viable Um, and there's techniques that you need to know as a as an actor certainly uh, certainly as a somebody directing it or you know somebody who's um, running the camera and how to just how to function Absolutely. with the actor and to get that done well. Uh, so we're just going to teach some techniques on you know some unarmed techniques and um, 
hopefully give people a, a sense of understanding that when you do this, don't be stupid. Yeah. Uh, people do die. Um, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, a greater respect for, for the art form. No. And, and uh, Absolutely. And hopefully make the projects uh, that involve violence a little better. The, um, when we did cover, uh, we did cover, uh, you'll, see, <laughs> you'll see my physical acting at work. Uh, it, it was uh, physical acting. Uh, we had to do quite a bit of uh, just movement, I guess. One of the film, one of the films that we've done is one of the first ones. You gave some great hints and and tips for me. Yeah, I was fortunate enough for you to, kicking my ass. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to take the uh, fight directing Canada uh, 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 course. Like on, on base, I was basically certified, so I got to do some of the domestic uh, violence stuff like that. Yeah. So that was, it's been lucky for me to like transfer it over into some media's to make sure like things are. Up to safety like, yeah. standards. Yeah, you have you have two like a, there's you no know, Brody's one and um, another person in town, uh, Nathan Lloyd's, mm-hmm. who's also uh, he's uh, he's got quite a bit of fight experience. Um, but these are people that have gone through training, so they're certified yeah. that they would be recognized in the profession as people who have a certain level of of understanding and caliber training, and in yeah. training. So that if you are doing something that involves weapons or uh, you know, fighting of any kind that they will have a, a level of knowledge that they can mm. be useful. So you do have them in your community, and so you're lucky in that sense. But they should be used. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so thank you very much for doing the course yesterday. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you I, very it much. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> they were so. There was good. so much death. <laughs> well, and we, you know, we had to send that one granny to the hospital. It was her fault? She didn't duck. <laughs> we actually we got like almost ten out of the twenty five available. We got like ten already gone. So that's great. I think it's just yeah, it's important for people to know that uh, there is a sort of authority over that sort of work, and that safety is the key. Fort McMurray always focuses on and safety at site and stuff, um, but. As the the film association grows mm-hmm. and as the interest grows with performing arts in our community, um, fight choreography and and stage combat and and all that transferring to film, it's very important to learn those safety measures and just make sure that nobody gets hurt. Because if you're hurt, you're out. Well, yeah, I mean, and you know, you have to think of it this way. If you you know think big picture, you might be doing a small project and you go, oh well, you know, I'll just. I'll just throw you over that fence. It looks great. <laughs> um, there, there, are, there are ways to do that, and we can do that. Um, but there's also ways to really hurt yourself. And, yeah. and if you look at it just from a professional standpoint, if you're fighting against, say, Brad Pitt, you do not want to hit him in the face by accident. Yeah. Your career is over, yeah. uh, and uh, you'll never work again. Yeah. So for people who are in that industry and who, you know, in the fight industry, uh, it's obviously all about safety and and respect for the artists and making sure that everybody can can perform to the Absolutely. fullest and kick that shit out of each other as they are supposed to. Yeah. Um, but to do it using tricks and, and techniques that are that are accepted in the profession. Exactly. And that, that happens through uh, Fight Directors Canada is, mm-hmm. is uh, an association of, of uh, fight directors uh, who 
who basically teach levels of certification, um, so not, not unlike a, a martial art yeah. belt, right? So uh, you have different levels of proficiency. Um, so if you have your basic actor combatant certification, which Brody does, uh, it means that he is proficient in being able to deal with unarmed combat, mm. single sword combat, and quarterstaff. So any any weapon system or you know that kind of style, he will have a, a, a level of knowledge that would keep him safe. Mm. Um, and as you go up through the ranks, you learn different levels of expertise and different, you know, different weapon systems and so on. So absolutely. Um, so that's how, how it works, basically. I can't wait. Uh, I, I know we were we were talking about it a lot at the the community trade show. People, a lot of people are really really interested, and because I think people had never had, had never had this before. Yeah, yeah. Like it's one of those things that's never really been offered, like a, a workshop with. I kept calling it physical acting, but like it's a fight combat uh, stage combat workshop. Yeah. So how, how cool can, is that? How can people um, get involved with FDC? Um, for like the upcoming year, I know you guys do. Well, uh, FTC cert- does certification workshops all 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 over the place all the time. So the best thing to do is just go to FTC.ca and and it'll have whatever events are coming up. They're 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 happening all over the country all the time. So um, the one closest to here would probably be in Edmonton this summer, but. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's always stuff going on, shorter workshops or certification workshops, and absolutely. So yeah, they're fun, they're great. You know, people love them, and you know, you get to kick the crap out of your friends, and, <laughs> and you know, and you get to play around, and chuck each other around a bit. So it's fun, awesome. Well, like I said, on behalf of the uh, filmmakers association, thank you very much for, yeah, for well, offering to the course. If it helps, uh, if it helps make the product look better, and it helps people stay safe and feel confident yeah. that they go, okay, I want to do this fight thing, but I want to leave over that. Fence. How do I do it? You know, and how do I do it without killing somebody? Being oh. safe and looking cool. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta <laughs> At look the good. same time. Yeah, yeah. Practice uh, to be an action hero. Yeah, well, that's you know, that's a whole gig. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts, folks? Uh, I will be playing the role of Cazette and <laughs> Spider Man for next Spider-Man. year's musical. Wow! I'm just saying. Spider Man the musical. Wolverine can do Les Mis. Spider Man can be in it too. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah. Brody, final thoughts, sir? Um, uh, not really. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast, dude. Yay. It's an open invitation, man. You're always welcome to really come. To- <laughs> You're not going to be able to get rid of him now. <laughs> Really? Because I got some ideas. <laughs> I just it's pulled out his sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> no, uh, I love watching you act, man, and I, I can't wait to check you out in this production um, over the summer. I had a chance to uh, check you out in general, which is very, very happy. <laughs> Always wow. checking out, and, and also got to see you in uh, Order of the Black Cloaks, and uh, well done. Absolutely well done. Yeah. Uh, great play by Nolan, and everyone that was in that play was, was amazing. It was a fun play. It was. It was and I'm... You know, I'm Making my personal mission that we will get to see it again. Cool. And again, and again, and again. <laughs> Until no one wants to see it ever again. <laughs> Paul, yeah. final thoughts, will you? Uh, no, I'm just, uh, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's you know, Keanu Theatre Company is doing great things, and uh, I think it's important to celebrate them, you know, and sometimes they, you forget, oh, well, I guess they're just kind of doing that, and I guess they kind of like that, but it's a, it's a full-time investment. Um, Absolutely. And... Uh, you know, you're lucky that you have people in your community that have um, the desire and the energy to keep pushing for more theater, more film, more more opportunities. Um, and it's easy to forget just how much work that is. Yeah. You know. Oh, absolutely. And, and you guys are you guys are quite lucky that you have people like this to 
to be feeding that in the community because if they weren't there, you, this would be a very desolate, desolate place. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. And glad you're going to be coming back and, and, yeah, and doing as Cosette. As Cosette, that's right. And Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Misty. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, to, to touch on what, what Paul is saying is we're always looking for people to support us because, um, you know, the, the performers that you see around town are volunteers and we're volunteering mm-hmm. about 200 hours of our time to for a performance and a lot of the time we don't think about that at all that doesn't even um you know cross our minds because we're doing what we love to do um but it is it's a huge volunteer base um it's sort of our way of giving back to the community through local entertainment and it's it's worth supporting um it's not uh it's not the TV. You can turn the TV off for a night and come out to the theater, and you will enjoy yourselves, guaranteed. There's no Netflix Keanu Productions. Not yet. <laughs> not, yet. Not, yet. not yet. Yeah. Yeah. So Keanu Box Office is always open online, uh, keanu.ca slash theater, or you can call the box office if you still use those things called telephones, uh, 780-791-4990. Excellent. Also, again, good to see you in the and uh, order of the black cloaks, uh, cloaks as well as uh, I'm going to get this barefoot and nightgown by candlelight. Ooh, you did it! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, two uh, excellent plays. Uh, you guys are both in an interplay. It was they're amazing. Uh, like I said, I can watch you guys act in anything. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll never stop. I'll just keep going. Just keep going. That's the theater motto. <laughs> yeah. Steph. Thanks for having me. I love being on the podcast. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I moved to Fort McMurray because uh, there was this great community theater here and lots of people who wanted to do it. And uh, they were like, hey, do you want to stage manage all the time? And I was like, uh, yes. So I <laughs> yes, met I some of the most amazing people here uh, who love what they're doing. And it's been, uh, it's been quite the ride. I've just celebrated my first, my year, year. How does it feel? Court. How does it feel? Stephanie turned one. I turned one. Yeah. A lot of things turned one for me. <laughs> my uh, time in Fort McMurray, my trivia night, you know, all that. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been such a ride. I actually had a moment where I was like, I've committed to something. <laughs> and, uh, but it, Commitment. but it feels great. I, I do love Fort McMurray and I love, uh, I love what's happening, you know, with the filmmakers association and the theater and all the, all the artistic stuff that's happening. And I'm just seeing, I'm, I am seeing it grow a little bit from, from a year ago. So speaking of growth, Stephanie uh, launched a little production company yeah. today. Yes. Maybe you want to. I did. I launched my own production company. I uh, Brazen Elephant Productions. Um, I am Such a, a wicked name. <laughs> Fort McMurray based company that uh, is going to bring you non traditional event based theater. And next, oh, what day is this airing? <laughs> It's, uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday. Ah, yesterday you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I'll I'll just say it. I'll say it now because uh, it's going to be it it's going to be announced. Yeah. Um, so yesterday I announced um, our first project. Our first project is called the Wedding Project, and it's a project that I've been working on for about three years that I finally am able to uh, see the light of day, and uh, it's a live wedding. Um, staged with actors and a script so you are going to be able to buy a ticket to go see someone get married and see all that ensues and it's all a real wedding it's no they're not oh. actually getting married but they're actors who are acting oh, out thought, a wedding the audience no, I thought it was like a real, to go to the wedding I thought it was a real yeah. wedding with actors at the no, wedding no no 
No. Copyright, because I want to try that. The audience, the audience is, uh, is the, is, are the guests at the wedding. Okay. And so there'll be, um, a bunch of guests who are, who are actors, who have lines and who have, and it's most, it's going to be a lot of ad libbing, you know, like cool. they're going to be, um, feed off each other. Yeah. Feed off each other. And I've sent out requests to various writers in town who I want to, uh, play with me, who, who are going to help me to write this beast <laughs> and lots of them are very excited. So I'm, I'm really excited to get going on that project. Uh, uh, the date is TBA as some weddings are. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the wedding project, Brazen Elephant Productions. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Website, Twitter. I have a Twitter account at Brazen Elephant, uh, YouTube channel, Brazen Elephant Productions, uh, Facebook, Brazen Elephant Productions. Yeah, just remember brazen elephant. Yeah, brazen <laughs> and elephant, and you shall find the way. <laughs> All her links will be up at wymanpodcast.com as well. So, no, right on. Congratulations. Thank you very much on the year. Congratulations on the on the trivia nights. Congratulations on the new production company. <laughs> Keeping the arts alive in Fort Mac. Fucking right. Hashtag things to do in YMM. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, so, Boeing, Boeing uh, preview night on the twenty sixth, opening on the twenty seventh, yep. and then shows the twenty eighth, and then they come back next. Next week, the October second to the fifth. Yeah, we have a, a social media hashtag that we've created specifically for the show. So if people want to chat it up on social media, it's hashtag Boeing Boeing KTC. There you go. Use the hashtags on Twitter, on Instagram, the whole works. They love it when you take pictures during the show. We love living in the Matrix. Please don't take pictures during the show. <laughs> Um, I will kill and, you. And throwing things at the actors. They love that. <laughs> they do not. And the stage manager will come and throw things at you. <laughs> she does have the power. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, like I said, Film Fear event, October 26th. Lot, the former Filmmakers Association is doing a lot of things. Check them out. YMMFMA.com. Cool little contest. Short video uh, concept. Thousand bucks. T- uh, check it out on the website. Lots of other things that I'm sure I've forgotten. That They're they, all sexy. That's right. Very sexy, and that's what we're aiming for. Um, I'll just throw it in. Best thing about podcasts, you can toss it all in on post-production. So, for this episode of the YMM Podcast, on behalf of Ash, Steve. TD, Steve, TD and... TD <laughs> <laughs> and Stevie. And Stevie. On behalf of Ash, Tito, and Steve, I'm Totsky. I'm Steph Link. I'm Misty. Paul Jelano. I'm Brody. We'll see you next time. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck.